the following podcast contains strong language, such as fuck, piss flaps, and Tories. I'm recording this whilst doing a mashup of the waltz and Macarena. Oh yeah, I'm sexy. Up in an attic where no one hears sit two of the three of the grumpy old queers. The other one lives in Carventry. Carventry is no good for me. Cast, cast, the grumpy old queers. The telephone babies and the shoeing beers. Cast, cast, the grumpy old queers. They're coming in your ears. Sat in an office all alone. My friends in an attic far away. So we'll talk crap till Rona's gone. And I'm fucking shit. <laughs> cast, cast, the grumpy old queers. The drunk on babies and the shoeing beers. We will never leave you. Never. Especially you wearing the daffodil hat. So, as you can tell, we have bought into the sea shanty craze. What do you think? Well, it's it. It's a bandwagon, and we jump on bandwagons. And fall off, because we're dyspraxic. Yes. You're yes. not. <laughs> i got enough problems already. <laughs> yes, we, we try to get on the bandwagon, and don't even manage to get on. We kind of fall off of it before we get on it. Mm. Well, let's introduce ourselves, because in case you've downloaded this podcast for the first time ever, I am Ruth Gregson. This, to my left, is Rachel Eyre. In some stunning pyjamas. And Um, opposite, and about two, three hundred miles away in Coventry, it's me, Paul Dessen-Baxter. Yeah, I I like that. I, I think that's how... I should always be introduced now, followed by a giant woo. You have to have a giant woo. It's, yeah. it's required. Can I have some glow sticks? You I can. see your glow sticks on a podcast. They can imagine them. Yes. yes. What colour are your glow sticks? <laughs> Hot pink. Hot pink. Okay. Yes. I shall go for fluorescent yellow. Paul, what colour are your glow sticks? I will go with neon blue. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one glow stick in one hand, glass of Bailey's in the other, because I have to stay on brand. And of my course. brand is apparently I drink lots of Bailey's. How many times have Not... we mentioned Bailey's so far in this podcast? One, two, three, four, five. About five or six. If you're listening, Baileys, get on with sponsoring us. We will take sponsorship in the shape of Bailey. a bottle of Baileys for me and one for my friends who are lightweight. They can share one. Exactly. But a slightly bigger one for them. Or a slightly bigger one for me. I'll take the big one. I like big things. So we had. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, talking about desserts, they're nothing smutty at all. Oh, of course not. We were we were fantasizing this week about lockdown and we're not actually sure. about well, lockdown. No, well, like what we would be doing if we weren't stuck in our flat. So 
we had this fantasy about going to a well-known chain of steakhouses and having a meal that could only be described as an autopsy with chips mm. with okay. lots of barbecue sauce mm. and a strawberry daiquiri the size of a, a fish goldfish bowl. bowl yeah and and coconut cream pie to finish Oof. that does sound good and again, you know when we were doing the video back and forth of the sea shanty yes the yes. t-shirt that i'm wearing I love it. I realised when I put it on this morning that I bought that around this time last year. And I like having whimsical t-shirts. And when I was buying that, I was actually thinking, oh, I'll wear this out when I go to lunch with a friend. Because I have friends that we go for lunch about, or we used to go for lunch about once a month, once every other month. Oh, lovely. Um, And I was like, oh, I'll wear that. It'll be funny. Did I fucking get to wear that out the fucking house? This is the first I've, time you've worn I've managed to the furthest I've managed to wear that is to Asda. Well, you know, you've got to be seen at the checkout in style. And I never am. Particularly since lockdown, because it, it it's you know, in the colder weather, it's the, the big coat that I you know, the frock trench coat thing. Um and tracky bottoms. Uh, no, no top hat. And Ooh. tracky bottoms because I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> Why and not? Seriously, when lockdown does finish, though, it is going to be so weird having to wear trousers. And shoes. Yeah, and shoes and shirts. And um, actually looking smart. Well, to be fair, I have managed to look smart because I've done things like interviews over Zoom. Is it, and blue is it smart from the midriff up? No, no. Uh, smart from the ankles up. However, the feet are still bare or in thick woolly socks. Okay. You see, I, I, can, I do smart from the midriff up because I'm sat down. So it's like pyjama bottoms, tracky bottoms on, on my legs and then, you know, shirt, tie and all the rest of it when I've done Interviews via Zoom. <laughs> They're not gonna see. So you're sitting there in bunny slippers. No, I have to have normal slippers because I have a dash hound. Ah, of course. Mm. If if I had the really fun slippers that are like monster feet that I like, um, they would last approximately two seconds yeah, before cool. a certain fluffy ginger. Dash Hound would be thinking, that's a fun toy. <laughs> I don't want him biting my foot off. Does does he tend to do that? Well, my foot off, no, but any any um soft toy teddies, anything like that, he instantly thinks they're his. Ooh. And the way that he shows his love is by destroying them, but he's very but he's very clinical. <laughs> he will start with the left arm first. <laughs> Once that's off, he goes for the eyes. <laughs> then the right arm. Then it gets down to the legs. Then finally the ears. And he wants his all... victims. He he wants his victims to hear him chewing them to pieces, apparently. And just think, Paul, 
If you end up dying alone, that's what he'll do to you. Oh, God. Don't be so morbid. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, to be fair, he wouldn't. Um, dogs start eating the humans after the cats. Uh... Cats ha- Apparently cats, um, it's about a day sooner that cats see you as food than dogs. Saves on the Undertaker. Celine will have first dibs. As is her right. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's made you grumpy this week? Um, We'll ask Ruth that first, because I definitely know what's made me grumpy, but I think that I hog the conversation too much. And I'm definitely not thinking of anything off the top of my head right now when we're recording at all. <laughs> well, I am grumpy about a little bit of everything this week. I'm grumpy about black eyes because you can't see it and you're skid and your back goes into spasm and you end up being dragged into the accident and emergency department at four o'clock in the morning because you can't bloody move. Um angry about lockdown because I need physiotherapy and I'm on the waiting list but I can't get to see anybody because of lockdown and people just aren't following the rules I'm angry about tax returns because they're sending you text messages every fucking five minutes and like I'm gonna do it right I've got a whole week left what else so many things oh yes I am really, 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 really grumpy about them changing the recipes of laundry capsules every five fucking minutes. It's like everything is overperfumed. I do not want my bedsheets to smell like a whore's boudoir with toilet cleaner mixed in them. Apart from that, I'm quite placid. Okay. Um, and and way to call Rach out with the horse boudoir smelling like toilet paper. Rude. <laughs> Today, Rachel smells of Chanel. I always smell of Chanel. Tomorrow, she smells the... of Monster Munch. <laughs> so is that Chanel as in the perfume or a tramp that lives on a council estate called Chanel? <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> Chanel's chance. <laughs> oh, Rach, I'm sorry. Rach, there's a new one called Chanel Gabrielle. Hello, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm angling. I don't think Bailey's are going to be giving us the sponsorship, so I think we should try ang- angling for a little bit of uh, sponsorship from Chanel. Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. 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 Okay, again, from... we will take sponsorship in the shape of a bottle of Bailey's for Paul. Apart from my two dearest friends casting aspersions on me, what's making me grumpy this week is memes. I mean, I've never really been somebody that likes running gags in shows or films. I've always found them a bit kind of laboured and cheesy, but I do get annoyed with memes because the first couple of times you see it, you think, oh, ha ha, that's slightly amusing. But by the 50th time you're like oh for god's sake move on to something else like this week i've got thoroughly sick of seeing 
Bernie Sanders superimposed into the nativity or on the Enterprise or various other random places. I mean, okay, he was dressed like somebody's dad waiting outside the loo's and John Lewis's, which I guess is kind of amusing. My dad. Yeah, your dad. But there's only so many times you can see it without thinking, guys, was it really that hilarious? I mean, someone made a little knitted version of him, which was quite cute. And I appreciate the effort that must have gone into that. But otherwise, it's like, it's like the distracted boyfriend one as well. They're still bringing that out like maybe three, four years since it first appeared. And you're like, guys, just give it a rest. Move on. Get over oh, it. Yeah. And the four fashion victim blokes yeah. outside that bar in Birmingham. Yeah, and the one that I just don't get, there's the angry woman being held back and she seems to be shouting at a cat. Oh, no, I like that one because that's entirely what happens when you have a cat. You are the cat, or admit it. I, I, I am the cat. But also what happens when you're in a couple and you have pets, you have conversations through your pet. <laughs> um... Me and Terry have the voice of Red <laughs> that, seriously, if he doesn't do the right voice when he's pretending to be Red, it actually pisses me off. <laughs> um, and we also have um, Celine and Katie, who are megalomaniac... Well, Celine's a megalomaniac on the verge of murdering the whole universe, but, you know, she's named after Celine Dion, so what do we expect? True. Um, and the true Celine Dion, if you're listening, by the way, I have a cat named after me. Send me tickets to your show, bitch. Um, <laughs> and me. <laughs> yeah, we'll come along. I'll even have a cat, I'll, but if I I'll, did, I'll, I'll bring your namesake along as well. And um, so the other cat, Katie Tunstall. Um, you know how it's kind of pinky. What Pinky and the Brain were like. But same yeah. thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to yeah. take over the world. Yeah. Yes, and Pinky was completely bonkers and insane. No. Yeah, that, Sweet, that, that that's Katie Tunstall. Mm. <laughs> um, kind of like us when we first met, Paul. You were the brain. I was, no. This is true. <laughs> and then people kept thinking that we were a couple. <laughs> Which we was hilarious. Was disturbing. Very disturbing. Especially since you had your hand on my ass at the time. It's like, what did they but, think wait, was wait, going wait. on? That, Clarification. Had her hand on Rachel's ass. My hands were being kept to myself because I was taught to keep my hands to myself like a good boy. And this was when we ended up. This was when we ended up crushing somebody else's hen party by accident. No, it wasn't this when we were in Asda. I thought we were pushing a trolley around or something. Yeah. You guys were, we were walking in, along. We and were you... in Asda. I was getting the stuff to cook for you um, because I was doing the world-famous Paul's chilli. That is the best chilli ever. The rest of you need to be sad and cry that you never get to eat it. Mm. Um, and... Yeah. When did we crash a hen party? We went to the now defunct Bar Bar in Manchester Gay Village, and okay. we had a, a, a uh, like a wedding tier of luridly uh, coloured shots, including oh. one called a drink called Dave. 
Oh, I, re- I remember there were shots. I miss Marvel. I remember that bit. So, yeah, um, we were tanked up on shots, and in comes uh, a load of straight women, some probably BWD, you know, bisexual when drunk, and mm-hmm. uh, an openly lesbian couple. And uh, we ended up dancing with them all. And they thought you two were an item, bizarrely, <laughs> even though we're in a gay bar. And then, and I think you two snogged at one point as well. Yeah, and, and and then they thought you and Rachel were the couple. Why do we not have chemistry? We got plenty. Of Apparently, I have chemistry with both of you, and that's disturbing. <laughs> um, was this the time when I got really when I was lubricated with alcohol? Um, and got chatted up by a couple of drag queens as well. Or was yes, that Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's I no way to talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. You were drunk when you did your makeup. So. <laughs> to be fair, when I'm sober, it looks like I've done it with a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's what's been making me grumpy? Um, Xbox. That's it. Anything about? Um, so I have a new Xbox Series One S, Ooh. which is shiny and amazing, and I love it. And it's kind of cheap, and it doesn't look as hideous as the more powerful idiot um, Series X, mm-hmm. which just looks like a weird black totem. Um, not as bad as the PS5, mind you. That looks like a Starship's just landed in your living room. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I like So, it, it's great. It does the games. But one of the features that was on the last Xbox, the Xbox One, was you could stream games to your computer. You can't do that with the latest one. So your Xbox would be doing all the hard work of playing the games and it would just be streaming it. So your laptop, your computer would just be showing it and you'd be able to play on that in a different room. Yeah, no, can't do that on that. I can do it on my mobile phone, though. What? Which is a tiny screen and great, but seriously? Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Big design flaw. (sighs) Yes, so that, that that's what's annoyed me this week, because I wanted to play Civilization Six in my office instead of in the living room on the big screen TV. And yeah, I was sadness. That is very sad. Yeah, but other than that, I do kind of like the new Xbox. You know what I miss? Puzzle Bobble. And actually, that is another thing that I am grumping grumping about this week because don't you hate it when you get to a level on a game? It could be on your phone or on your tablet, and then paid for add-ons. It's like oh. I've already paid for the bloody game. Why do I need to pay another three quid to get another fifty levels? Oh yeah, that does annoy me. The pay to win for free, you know. Is, yeah. yeah. That really is annoying and is grump-inducing. Mm-hmm. It's true. 
Oh, and, and when you have to pay for characters in a game, like if you liked things like the Lego games, previously you used to unlock all the characters for free. But now, oh, if you want to play this character, you gotta pay for it. I'm like, I just want a one-off payment for a game where I get everything. And I only have it unlocked by the merit of solving the puzzles, doing the cheats. Being skill-based. <laughs> yeah. But I have also, um, so I did just get a new game, so Hitman 3. Any good? Has come out. I haven't started playing it yet because it's one of those where I've had to learn that I'm shit <laughs> and accept this. Um, so, but it's designed around people being generally crap. So the first few times you go through, you learn where various NPCs are mm-hmm. and exploits. So you're going to get killed a few times going through trying to assassinate this dude. But it's it's kind of cool. But they do have a VR version Ooh. with VR headsets and I'm just going that's great but it should be an instant they do a dyspraxia test on you first <laughs> because I can't imagine me in VR <laughs> trying to kill things <laughs> won't result in me accidentally destroying the flipping living room. Yeah, that's true. And also, yeah. from a one-eyed perspective, I hate the fact that everything is 3D. I mean, I'd, I'd just be killed yeah. by something that I can't see in the, out the corner of my yeah. blind eye. Yeah, that's not good. Um, but yeah. Another thing that I've been enjoying this week, though, is um, a discovery of witches. Ooh, I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah, you have to watch it. It is amazing. I love the books. They are so, 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 so good. Is there anything um, in it? Is that King? Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of um, lesbian witch aunts. I'm there. And as you get through it, there is a gay guy um, who had a relationship with a person and blah, 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 the person's dead. But yeah, it is so good. And they just wrote the character. It it doesn't feel forced. Cool. And where can we stream this? uh, You can stream it off of um, Sky. Oh, now Um, Yeah. We do the cheap version. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, now TV. It is amazing. Watch series one and then series two as well, which is just got to the third episode. But it's based on a series of three books by Deborah Harkness that I would heartily recommend you get and read. It's on Audible and all of those things as well. Well, we are excited about season two of Dickinson being released on uh, Apple TV. So we're going to have a watch of that before the next recording. And I think we need to talk about It's a Sin, don't we, Paul? We really do. It would be a sin not to. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. (laughs) Could not resist. So what's it about? Really couldn't. Um, So It's a Sin is a drama that's set in the 80s, I think. Um, it's by Russell T. Davies, 
Um, we haven't watched it yet. We're going to before the next episode. But it goes through gay subculture. It, it's a drama set in the gay subculture in the 1980s. Going through the AIDS pandemic. Cool. And I'm guessing from the title that there's probably going to be a banging soundtrack. Probably. That I will probably hate. <laughs> and it's a real Patrick it Harris in it somewhere, because I remember hearing that and being a bit surprised. I think it is, but, um, oh, the gay front person from Years and Years is in it. Oh, cool. Ollie something, I think. This is a bit in the um in the podcast where Paul doesn't really know too much about this and may have to look it up. It's where we forget everybody's names. I love Russell T. Davies though. I haven't been disappointed by anything he's done, whether it's Queer as Folk or Doctor Who. And I liked um Cucumber as well, so Oh, I am still traumatized from the end of Cucumber. Oh dear, I know. That that was really upsetting. I didn't actually watch all of Cucumber. I need to watch it. You do. Actually, what we should do. So, next episode, we'll watch It's a Sin, all of it, and we'll do a review of it. Okay. But after that, we should do a Late to the Party once a month. Yeah, I like that. Where we watch something that, you know, one of us watches that the others haven't. And we get to talk about why it's so good or why it's awfully bad. Works for me. Um, so, yeah, so the dude's name that I forgot um, is Ollie Alexander. Oh. Um, and yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is in it, mm-hmm. as is Stephen Fry. Um, and it starts out in September 1981. Oh. Yeah, so that is cool. But it's a, the thing that I've loved about It's a Sin is so many LGBT plus people have been commenting on Twitter, on Facebook, that they've learned so much about their history yeah. from a drama. And I love that people are learning. But there's also a bit where, watching that, I'm probably going to learn more than I learned while I was at school about LGBT plus history. Which okay. links very nicely in to um this is going to be going out on the 30th and in two days in the uk it will be lgbt history month in america it's black history month because we don't do the months at the same time um so yeah what do you wish that you learned in school about you know lgbt history culture, whatever, really. This is the thing, because while people like Rachel at their state schools were forbidden from learning about gay history, I was in the private sector and got to learn quite a few good bits about gay history. So we learnt about how uh, gay sex between men got decriminalised in the late 60s. We learnt a little bit about uh, famous people who had their reputations um, smeared in some way you know, for being gay or bi uh, or trans. 
we learned a little bit even about Lily Elba. You know, the uh, the last in the Danish girl. The uh, the the uh, first male to female uh, transgender person that had the confirmation surgery. Oh, cool. We also learned a little bit about what lesbians do in bed. I think they realised oh. we were going to do it anyway, so... Well, yeah. it was a girls' school, so the possibility was quite high. Yeah. But, yeah, in state school, we learned naffle, basically. Because of Section 28, Margaret Thatcher, may you rot in pieces. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tories. Fuck off. <laughs> I went to a private school, but unfortunately it was a Catholic school. So if gay people were ever mentioned at all, it was always gay people had something awful happen to them. So in other words, Oscar Wilde or Alan Turing. And it Mm. wasn't really focusing on their achievements, despite one being a playwright and the other one being a genius who helped save World War II. It was always the context of these were people that were gay and look what happened to them as if it was cause and effect. And it was really quite depressing and just sent me the message that if I did turn out to be gay, then my life was just going to be endless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also the weird bit where LGBT history kind of is split on gender lines Mm. Uh, genuinely it has to be because male homosexuality was criminalised and was partially decriminalised then fully (laughs) decriminalised whereas lesbianism never criminalised they tried to do it and then the House of Lords got paranoid that their wives and daughters would be looking at each other's muffs. <laughs> um, but it did have the side effect that lesbians have been more or less invisible because they spoke about the well of loneliness and about how that was banned for years, but otherwise that's it. I, I don't remember at any point at school learning about any famous lesbians or bi women. Mm. That was just never yeah. Approached at all. Whereas one of our set texts was Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit. Oh, and we did The Children's Hour by Lillian Hellman, uh, which is the play about two teachers running a school. The, in the film, they're played by Audrey Hepburn and Shirley MacLaine, where uh, there's a rumour going round that one of the kids saw them kissing and all the parents take their kids out of the school and there's a court case and the school gets closed down forever, and uh, the one says, well, actually, I do love you after all, and then kills herself. <sighs> and it was, based on, it was based on a real story, too. I don't think anybody killed themselves in real life, but definitely they got taken to court because a kid claimed that she woke up and found them banging in the bed next to her. So uh, That's the drum shoe case that was in Edinburgh in the 1800s. It went to the House of Lords, which was the English equivalent of the Supreme Court at the time. But it got thrown out because they believed that women having sex together was as likely as witchcraft. So they said it was all nonsense, but it did nonetheless tarnish the women's reputations. Yeah. And it is... It's amazing what people didn't learn. And the other part of it, with um, particularly lesbians kind of being forgotten... um, 
I remember when, as part of Coventry Pride, well, Coventry Pride facilitated a one of the learning hubs for LGBT History Month a few years ago, and we had an amazing academic actually do a talk on what the lesbians were up to while the sexuality was being partially decriminalised. And just because it wasn't criminal for two women to have sex didn't mean they didn't still face oppression. But Mm. their oppression was just based around their gender. And even up until the 1980s, and I think it might even be the 1990s, a woman couldn't open a bank account on her own. A single woman could not open her own bank account. Yes. She couldn't get a line of credit without her father, her brother, or her husband signing. Crazy. And so two women living together, well Yeah. It was nigh on impossible to get somewhere to let you rent together, let alone be able to bank separate it's 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 mind boggling. This has been uh, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was one of the people who uh, campaigned for that to be changed in the in the United States. Yeah, the notorious RBG, and yeah. uh, in the UK, even as late as the late nineteen nineties, two thousands, if you were coming up for divorce because you'd been having an affair with another woman, then chances were you weren't going to see your kids. You certainly wouldn't have got custody on a full-time basis. You were screwed. And it's even, you know, the legal system is just fucking callous. So round about the time when they were legalising same-sex marriage, and, well, not even the same-sex marriage, when, yeah, it was same-sex marriage, actually, because we'd had civil unions before that, um, divorce got brought up because adultery is fixed in English law as a man and woman and the man going off with someone else or the woman going off with someone else. And it's a legal definition that they chose not to change as a reason for divorce for gays. And when they were called on it... They basically said, oh, we're not going to change the definition of it. We're going to wait for some of them to try and get divorced for the reason and case law will be set then. So they were basically go, you know, their plan was, you know, the Conservatives who were so amazing, fuck them, um, were waiting for a gay marriage to break up then for them to realise that they can't divorce based on adultery and have to go through several other layers of litigation to get to a court that would be able to set that fucking precedent. Odd little statistic. More lesbians get divorced than gay guy couples. Why is that? Really? Yeah. But, okay... Apparently in the UK, according to figures by the, I think it was the ONS, the Office for National Statistics. Bloody hell, did not know that. I wouldn't have thought that either. Yeah. 
Now, is that because well, received, we use Received all... wisdom is that women are more committed and gay men are all slops. No, we're just as slutty as you. Don't worry. Good. Just keep it Equal opportunity slottage. <laughs> but apparently the reason why they wouldn't include uh, adultery in the definition of uh, civil reasons for dissolving a civil partnership that was that was the leaps and bounds that they had to say because they weren't allowed to say divorce in case it sounded a little bit too much like we were allowing same-sex couples to marry back yeah. when uh, the civil partnerships were introduced in the 2005-ish. Um, yeah. So they said, oh, well, adultery. Some people might be fine with adultery. They might be okay with these uh, open relationships. But... Um, you can use it as uh, what's the what's the phrase? Unreasonable being a behavior. Shit. Uh, yeah, um, unreasonable behavior. I prefer being a shit. What if somebody cheated? Like, say, what if they were bi and they a woman cheated with a man or a man cheated with a woman? I guess that would be classified as adultery. Well, no, because that wasn't one of the terms permitted for dis- no. dissolution of the civil partnership. Yeah, because it would be the law would be around the civil partnership between the two men. Mm. So, so, or two women. Things I'm not sure of. So now, now straight people, straight couples, can get civilly partnered. Do they, they have the same terms? So, yeah. if they have an affair, do they have to call that unreasonable behaviour? Yeah. It would be exactly the same terms because that the case set by uh, something I have no idea but the straights that set it just pissed me off (laughs) because you know I get it marriage has certain overtones but that's what we call the that's what we have called the legal contract between people who decide to become entwined legally forever hopefully for reasons of love and okay, it has overtones, and civil partnership might sound a bit... But they basically shat over the fact that we had to accept civil partnership. Yeah. And at the time, my straight friends did not get why I was so pissed off. Because, I'm sorry, I... I don't want to ever have to legally accept that I'm a second-class citizen just because I'm gay. Exactly. That's how I felt about it as well. So I just could not for the life of me understand why straight people were lining up saying, yeah, we're going to take this inferior thing that you were fobbed off with for years. I just didn't get it. And I don't get why the government didn't just close the register. They could literally just order those books closed. They could just automatically upgrade the marriage. Yeah, that you yeah. pay extra in order to be married rather than be civilly partnered. They didn't choose yeah. to be civilly partnered. That was just all that was available at the time. Yeah. But on the other hand, yes, it may have been offered as the marriage light option. And yeah. now it's opened up to couples of, uh, you know, mixed sex, 
same sex, you know, people who are agender, whatever. Now we can maybe reclaim it and use it as a force for good because it doesn't have the links to the old days where if you got married to somebody, when my mum married my dad, she automatically became part of my dad's goods and chattel. You know, like she's a yeah. poster. Yeah. So I don't think your mum would be a very good toaster, bless her. Her toast was fantastic. Okay. And as part of the marriage ceremony, you had to say, I will obey my husband. Of course, her mum refused to say that, so it was I will cherish instead. Yes, love, honour and cherish. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine, have one or the other. Hmm. Just don't have two different tiers of it. Just go, this is a law, this is the thing that we've got. It's, you know, if you don't like the history of it, fine, we'll call it Bob. Yeah. Get the fuck over yourselves. <laughs> but also, I think they should make the upgrade free to anybody who wants to upgrade their civil partner. Well, you can't right. now. Can you now? No, you can't. They only had it for civil partnerships before marriage came in. You can't upgrade it. Ah. You'd have to have a separate thing. At least that's my understanding. Yeah, separate certificate. Older. It was about like 45 quid yeah. to, to upgrade. $80 for those listening overseas. Yeah. Yes. But either way, you um, were in a muck marriage before. Now you can have the real thing. Aren't you glad? Ugh. Yeah. And the thing you is... see, I, at the time when they had the consultation around, because they had consultation before same-sex marriage coming in, um, I argued and put as my response to the consultation no, I don't agree with same-sex marriage. I don't think it should be a thing. I think the civil aspect, where you legally are joined to another person, should be called civil partnership. You should convert all marriages to civil partnerships, and then marriage can be a nice ceremony that you do at your church or your synagogue or your temple. Because And that got rid of the biggest problem, which was churches and synagogues are being forced to do same-sex marriages, I was like, well, actually, no, why should Christians be treated any different? True. Well, because at, history. Because at the moment, um, well, yeah, it is history there. Um, at the moment, you can get married in a church and they'll do all of the registrar bits in the church. If you're a Muslim, they won't do that. No. I'm not sure if you're Jewish, if they will do that no, or no, not. No, uh, no, you have to have your, um, your paperwork ceremony. Thing at the town hall. And yeah. your, uh, well, not necessarily at the, 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 the town hall. Our town hall's yeah. big grand for that. Actually, yeah. our town hall is now becoming a COVID uh, mass vaccination centre. So while you're there, people of Lancaster, just enjoy the ceiling. As well, they've got a very ornate ceiling, which I yeah, it is nice in there when giving blood. Um, but yeah, I argued at the time, just call it all flipping civil partnership and actually have some equality. Yeah, I can see that. And get rid of the privilege of the churches, which I'm a Christian. If I was straight, I would consider it incredibly convenient. 
if my church did same-sex marriage, I would also consider it incredibly convenient because you can just do it, you know, go and get it all over with at once. But that still doesn't mean it's fair. No, I get that. I mean, some people might say, let's just get rid of marriage as an institution altogether. Yeah, replace it with civil pop. Well, you'd still have to have something. Yeah, just like we live together, like, say, I marry yeah. thee, marry thee, marry thee five times. Dance around yeah. the hoop. I mean, it's mainly just to legitimise children, isn't it? I would have thought. And also, if you die without a will, then yeah. it. Yeah, it also sets the bit. Well, it's not just the dying without a will. It's um, so if one or one partner or the other is ill, then your spouse can take decisions on your behalf. And tax, like this, is something that really annoys me: the marriage tax allowance. The the fact that if you well, it's so tiny to start yeah. off with. Well, exactly, but the the fact that if you're married. You can effectively avoid tax by giving some of your allowance to your other half who earns less. So if, for example, in a uh, a straight couple, for, for, for example, like you, you've got a mister who has been earning you know, £40,000 a year and you've got missus who's got a little part-time shop because, you know, she's got to do the child rearing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's something I really get annoyed about. It's the twenty first century. Why are the women having to do the majority of the child rearing, especially in lockdown? It's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And you also can't get married if you're disabled either. What? Because they end up um taking your um tax things away because the way they yeah. say it, see it um your husband or wife or whoever is automatically your carer and they should be helping you oh your disability living allowances yeah it's just like yeah so lots of disabled people choose not to get married because obviously they need that extra help because otherwise they'll be losing out so they're being penalized for wanting to marry there are so many inequalities linked to it it really needs to be looked at okay what did people think of bridgerton before we descend into Mm. antiness Okay, so first few minutes, I thought, this is nice, but where's the gay? And I... I don't know what you think about the first few minutes of anything with heteros in. It's true. (laughs) It's true. I was was like, well, that's a very nice garden, but where's the gay? Yeah. Um, Have you watched the whole series? Not yet. We've watched the first episode, and oh my god, Lady Danbury, queen! Absolutely. Oh, I love her. I she she is my spirit animal, leaning on a cane, throwing shade, smoking a cheroot. Oh, basically, it it if Celine was a human, <laughs> and that human wasn't that. me, that would be her. But also the other thing, um, can we mention the elephant in the room? No way to talk about me. That's mean. <laughs> right. But yeah, okay. Elephant. Bisexual, bisexual quandary here. Okay. Okay. So, the Duke of Hastings. 
I didn't fancy any of the women whatsoever, but I did find myself looking at him and thinking, he's not bad if you like that sort of thing. So, yeah, he, he is kind of bad. Okay, so I, I have some favourites from later in the series. Although his name's Simon. How can you fancy somebody called Simon? Apologies to anybody called Simon listening to this podcast. Oh, God, they've all run off too. Especially Tori's oh, well. called Simon. You can fuck off. <laughs> Tori Brekasi is called Simon. Just, you know, change your name, go look in a mirror and, you know, get some self-fucking respect. And some therapy. Um, and some therapy and learn what it's like to be nice to other people so we don't have to keep telling you to go and fuck off. <laughs> it's not the sort of thing I would oh, normally no. watch. Um, it did kind yeah. of remind me of Dickinson and the fact it was kind of like MTV history. So you have like a lot of sort of hot young people going around doing daring things with um, modern music so I I liked that I loved Julie Andrews voiceovers and I've always been very fond of the let's have a fake relationship that's mutually advantageous to us I mean you know it's not going to blow up because that's what happens with these things and they'll either fall in love or one of them will but the other won't or it will all kind of just descend into scandal but either way I, I do love that so I look forward to seeing how that will pan out I it is good I, love I, it. I reckon that at uni uh, the Duke of Hastings had an affair with Lord Bridgerton I'm convinced of that too because he just didn't seem when he was seeing that um singer or whatever she is he didn't seem at all into that and the way he keeps saying oh no you can't be with him it was like oh yeah but Got what, your number, Was darling. he your roomie at uni? What happened there? And so on. So I've watched the whole series, so I will not comment. And also the um, fact that Hastings is so anti-marriage. I mean, yeah, he could just be a rake that's not interested, or alternatively, he could be gay or bi. Either way, you do, be interested. You get a... There is a reason for it, and you kind of, if you, you know, squint and put your head to one side, you can kind of understand it. Is somebody um, related to somebody? I'm not going to say. Um, oh, I want to watch it now. But the thing that I loved was Queen Anne. Yes. Was it Queen Anne? Wasn't Queen, it Queen Charlotte? Charlotte. It's Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. Fuck it. Queen Charlotte. Is that the Queen um, Charlotte or Queen... I mean, who's she married to? No, it was, it was Queen Charlotte. She was George III. Okay, Queen Charlotte, definitely then. Yeah. Um, and I love person of colour. Yeah. Playing an English queen who was a person of colour. The thing that I hated about this series was I've been shook by the Black Lives Matter thing and realising just how much of the history I was taught is a big fat lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to go away and do reading on this. This should just be a show that I can sit down and enjoy. I shouldn't have to do reading on it. But I did to kind of go what oh, was that actually a black Duke of Hastings that no one spoke about? Is this a thing? It wasn't a thing. Um, but yeah, I had to go and you know do some reading. But I do love that there is a historically accurate person of colour in there depicted as a person of colour when she's traditionally depicted as white. That's cool. That is good. Um, but also... I do fear that um, in her frocks, that's exactly how I would look if I did drag. 
Put him with the beard. I'm sure you would look fabulous. Fabulous, but I would look like Queen Charlotte or Queen Anne from, you know, that Queen Anne film. The favourite. That's yes. Olivia Coleman going, Boo! yeah, okay. Eating that's fine. cake. Yeah. Tell you what, at least you'll get to celebrate Surrounded by rabbits. You know what? That- as long as I don't get be, ravished by Rachel Vice in that like buccaneer outfit. Oh. Rachel no, Vice. But you know, you can be ravished by her in the corner. I'll be sat in the opposite corner. Joking you um, ravished. In a different in a different room. Um, because don't really want to watch you being ravished, to be honest. No. Um we don't want would be a bit intrusion on your privacy. Um so I'd just be in another room, um, sat on the floor eating cake. Surrounded by cats and dash hounds. With your rotten leg. Yeah, I'm just kind of going to (laughs) random courtiers. Don't look at me. Look at me! Did you just look at me and then yell at them? Which I love that scene. (laughs) And Terry did come in before, you know, when that was in the trailer. He made me watch that and just turned around and said, That's you. (laughs) You, This is you, right? I'm like, that, that that would be me. And screaming at the children's choir to shut up. I've always wanted to do that. Mm. Somebody being sort of obnoxiously loud and musically untalented. I just love to throw open a window and scream at them. So that was Bridgerton. What are we going to watch next week? Years and years? It's a sin, it's I think. Sin. <laughs> yes, um, it, it... Might be, you know, between between now and next week, it will seem like years and years That's because of the fucking lockdown. Um. <laughs> but hey, at least Trump isn't president anymore. We can wake up in the morning not thinking, "What the hell has he done now?" So that's nice to know. And what, all of you our... see, I I found that reassuring for about five minutes, and then I realised now that he's not on Twitter or anywhere. We don't know what he's doing. Oh, we know what his son's doing. He's trying to stir the shit. Being a twat. Yes. Yeah. Right. But say this, Joe Biden signed an executive order and overnight protection in the workplace from discrimination for uh, LGBT plus siblings. So whoop. Get on yep. him. Oh, he has done a hell of a lot of good in the last few days with his many, 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 many executive orders. Basically, he should have just written one going anything in the last four years done by that wanker. Fuck Trump! No, no, no. We have to fuck Trump, literally. Not even Melania wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see when they got back to Florida? Yeah, and she got changed. And... She basically got changed on the plane and walked, you know, he was waving to the press like the idiot that he is. Um, and she just basically looked at them, grimaced and walked off. <laughs> She's like, fuck this shit. I don't have to do this anymore. I've got a beach to go to. <laughs> You know, I've got a divorce to be yeah, filed. she's so <laughs> filing for divorce in the next few days. She'll have to do it before he gets impeached, won't she? 
I mean, would she get arrested as an accessory or what? If Ooh, he goes to well, she'll, be, she'll, be she'll be an accessory anyway. It doesn't you matter. You know, if they pardon somebody, uh, if, if the president that does the pardoning gets impeached, that pardon can be overturned. I did not know that. No, I only found out today. That's interesting. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's just where you're going, what? To, to the Republicans that are going, no, he needs more time to prepare his defence. There's tapes. He's guilty, y'all. You saw it. There's tape. Yeah, there are tapes of him saying, I need another 11,000 votes. Find them. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. what? They've got enough proof to wallpaper the Sistine Chapel. Come on. I mean, they can't. What, what are they going to do? Yeah. Claim but it's the Republicans that are going, no, Biden needs to call it off. If he really wants unity, we need to ignore the things that he did so that we can move on together. I'm sorry, the answer from Biden has to be... They were threatening to kill Speaker Pelosi, threatening to kill Vice President Pence. Because they can't let them think that that is acceptable, because otherwise people could do it again. The other answer to Republicans is, you have lost the faith of the people. We're not going to bend over backwards for you. You need to work to get that back. You need to do that. And the first step in doing that is getting this fucking impeachment done and convicting the fucker. And ensuring that he can never take a position of power again. Yeah. And also, all of you that incited the whole mess as well, don't think we've forgotten you exist? Particularly Senator Ted Cruz. Yes. Oh, that little piece of shit. Tell you what's really funny, uh, the QAnon guys. Um, <laughs> oh yes, the um, today is going to be the storm. He's not re- It wasn't, you know, it wasn't actually him swearing him in. It was a different one swearing Kamala in. So that no, they're really somewhere secret re swearing him in. There are going to be military truck. Oh, the justice is there. What? No, any minute now. Any minute now, guys. <laughs> The thing that I love was the fact that the chap that most people thought was Q actually did a post saying, oh, we're going to have to move on with our lives now. So this is over now. So bye. And bye, he, Dan. And he even kind of put a little note at the bottom saying, I'm going to be letting you know about this new project in a couple of days. So in other words, I've scammed you all blind and I've got some of you arrested and I'm now just walking away from it. So see you, suckers. <laughs> Can we talk about one of the big revelations? And then all of the QAnon followers... We'll get to revelations in a minute. Okay. Um, the um, QAnon followers that were in the comments crying, going, oh my God, how could you do this to us? Some of us have lost friends and family over this. I'm like... Good. Yeah, because you be dumb. You did a dumb thing. You get to live with this word. What is it? Sedition. Consequences. Yeah, consequences. 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 That's a thing that they have to live with now. <laughs> Fuck you all. Stupid prizes. Oh, so yes. What was your thing, Ruth? Okay, that so I rolled over. It's all right. You see, Trump had a special button in his office. Oh, for Diet Coke. Yeah, you press a button. And- <laughs> 
your butler will appear carrying a Diet Coke on the tray. On a silver tray. The other thing that they... Re- so the Trumps were so fucking petty. They fired the person whose job it is to make sure there were people to open the doors for the Bidens when they got to the residence. They fired him half hour before they left. Crazy. The chief usher. Just as a last fuck you. And I'm like... But also, the other thing that we should talk about following the inauguration is the double standards and racism of Prime Minister Boris... I'm a big fucking cock womble jizz biscuit Johnson. What did he do? I didn't hear this. So when Obama had the bust of Winston Churchill removed from the White House, from the Oval Office, mm-hmm. Johnson wrote an article saying basically saying he did it because he's black and he used and he has Kenyan his you know, Kenyan ancestry and he doesn't like empire because of that and that's why he got rid of Churchill who was the best person ever Um, Maximus Churchillius blah 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 Um, that's my impression does anybody give a fuck where that bust is Seriously, could they sell it for B&M bargains or for a fiver? Unless somebody insults it. it So, anyway, so Obama, that happened. Johnson was a twat. Biden has done the same thing. Same bust. Basically, it's out of the White House. Boris Johnson doesn't seem to care that a white person has got rid of that bust, and it's just down to his own taste in decoration, apparently. Yet when a black person does it, there's problems. Also, at the time, Johnson was... Racism. Wasn't Johnson editor of The Spectator at the time, or was he doing it in the Tory gruff? He was London Mayor at the time. Oh, London Mayor, okay, so... So he did a column wherever the fuck they do columns. Probably the Tory graph, maybe. Yeah, some, some right wing rag. Yes. No, I'm not letting him get away with it just because it was in a right wing rag. Okay. He did it when a black person did that, mm-hmm. but not when a white person does. Hmm. I can smell racism, and it smells awfully like Boris Johnson. Mm, true. True that. You know he smells like old Oh, I, I, I think he's more of a blue stratos. <laughs> Mm. Or a brute? Do yeah, brute? brute. I think brute. Well, no, no, he, no, he, he, no. He's probably links Africa. Oh God! Because he thinks it's a bit ethnic. Ah. <laughs> Rather than being the smell of teenage boys. <laughs> yeah. God, he is such a fucking wanker. It really is. Um. <sighs> But they will all pass on. And that, that that's the, the thing. No matter how tough times are, there is always... Eventually the fuckers will die. Yeah. yeah. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, oh. Speaker Pelosi is bringing the articles of impeachment to the Senate tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that she's going to char-char in, <laughs> carrying them. 
I think she's going to Charleston out. <laughs> Little sparklers. Seriously, I, I think her entrance is going to be grander than Lady Gaga's at the inauguration. With AOC with pom-poms and glitter. Yeah, and she's going to fly in on a giant eagle. And um, and Bernie doing the Macarena like your granddad in the corner. <laughs> Just wanting to be part of it. <laughs> Needs to be included. Still got his mittens on. Oh no, he'll have his slippers because it's indoors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little moccasins. Yeah. Oh, but yes, I'm I'm looking forward to that impeachment happening. And the thing that I kind of hope is going to happen as a consequence of it, that the Republicans completely fuck it up. It doesn't go through with a majority because of them. Because it will ruin the Republicans for the next God knows how long. Because Trump's going to make his own fucking political party. Oh, you think? Yeah. And he will, in so doing, will hand a very lovely victory to the Democrats. That's true. He's already been talking about it. And he's that self-obsessed that he would do it. He's got nothing to lose at this point. You know, the Democrats and Republicans came from the same party. Originally, they were the the Democratic Republicans. Yeah. So who's the opposition, then? Because like they, they never envisaged having two parties. Originally, the vice president, the position of vice president, the founding fathers had a long debate because they couldn't keep anything short. Very much like us recording a podcast. <laughs> um, the vice president was going to be the person that lost in the presidential election. That is so. Fucked up. You'd never get anything yep. done. <laughs> yeah, it's one place where I go, okay, that it's an idea that they had and they decided not to go with, probably for the best. Wasn't it that in place though, until at least when um because Burr was vice president, wasn't he? And I think that was because he lost to Jefferson unless they just made that up for Hamilton, I don't know. And then he yeah. shot his career in the face when he no he shot Hamilton shot when he shot Hamilton yeah Did he shoot him in the face I'm in the chest I think oh. yeah. yeah I mean what a stupid way to go it's like getting into a fight and shooting somebody I mean I have argued could you imagine if you had to do uh, a duel at twenty paces with somebody that you met that you argued with on Twitter. <laughs> You'd just be spending your entire day having duels. You really would, but let's face it, it might make lockdown a bit more interesting. <laughs> um, essential so, purposes, got to go fight a duel. <laughs> yeah, essential purposes, have to do it, love. <laughs> Off we go, Babs. Um, so, yes, according to Wikipedia, the role of the vice presidency has changed dramatically since the office was created during the, 18, the 1787 Constitutional Convention. Originally something as an afterthought, the Vice Presidency was considered an insignificant office for much of the nation's history, <laughs> um, especially after the 20th Amendment meant that Vice Presidents 
were no longer the runners-up in the presidential election. Mm. So it was the 12th Amendment that meant that. The vice president's role began steadily growing in importance during the 1930s, and with the office of vice president being created in the executive branch in 1939. So what was the 12th Amendment? The 12th Amendment of the United States Constitution um, provides the procedure for electing the president and vice president. It replaced other things. I'm not going to carry on reading it, but yeah, it was uh, around about 1804 that it came in. Ah. Hey, Kamala now! Which was the year that Hamilton died, so maybe it was to do with that. Mm. Uh. Yes, we have Kamala. I like the fact that uh, I love that picture of the little girl, a, a little black girl watching Kamala being sworn in on the TV, and she thinks she's holding up her hand. Yeah, for a high five. And so really she's high fiving her, and I happy cried. Yeah, I, I was happy crying so much during that inauguration, especially Lady. G- and can, can we mention Lady Gaga? You can. I did not watch it, so oh, I have right. no view. Well, you know, there are so many renditions of that national year. Oh, see. Can yeah, you see? And it goes really on for five minutes. Do it. <laughs> In the land of the free. And you're just like, oh, yeah, no. God, kill me now. But, oh, Lady Gaga, she sang it with guts. She sang it with passion, she sang it with verve and vigour and vim and, and she enunciated every last word so you could understand completely what she was saying and we happy cried okay. <laughs> so that wraps up another amazing and fantastic and amazing and very sweary um, podcast because Fuck I was stories. a part of the podcast Fuck the Tories, fuck the Brexiteers, and I'm part of this podcast, so there's going to be some fucking language, bitches. Um, So, yes, we now need to say goodbye. Or be quiet. (laughs) Goodbye, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen and everybody. Goodbye, ladles and jelly spoons. Goodbye, lovely, lovely people. I'll miss you. But only because I'm dyspraxic and my aim is shit. <laughs> I might hit you back. That's true. I won't even see you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Goodbye all. Bye bye. Sleep well. We watch you sleeping. <laughs> We'll be coming in your ears soon. We will infect your brains. You will be one of the grumpy old queers, but not on the grumpy old queers cast because we don't like you. Send us Baileys. All of the Baileys. A paddling pool of Baileys. That has a tap in the side of it so that we can pour it into glasses and it must also have a cover. Ruth, get out of the paddling pool. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Right, so I'll stop the recording. Um, 
We'll keep on the line. Okay, so that's that bit done. Um, so let's do the recording the section bit. If you want to hear more from the grumpy old queer cast, you can catch us at anchor.fm forward slash grumpy old queer cast. You can leave a voice message if you wish. You can also tweet us at grumpy old Q. That's at grumpy old letter Q or one word. And the Facebook page is the grumpy old queer cast. Look for the rainbow colored microphone with a set of earphones above.